This is Starting From Zero. Like I pretty much known you since when? It's been a while, maybe six years now. Since like I six moved years. To Oakland. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So originally from the East Coast, and um, it's amazing since I've known you. Like how how much your journey just changed, and all of a sudden you just took that radical approach. And this is one of the reasons why that I look up to you in many ways because i'm like wow okay she did did she does do that (laughs) you know because uh i'm a very played safe kind of guy you know we know that sort of upbringing especially when you're a person of color and especially in that upbringing is like they're supposed to you're supposed to be this you're supposed to be that and all of a sudden you turn the other direction you're like whoa you know and but in parts of that, what does starting from zero mean to you? Mm. When I think about starting from zero, I think about starting from a beginner mind. Mm. Because so often we are filled with um, thoughts or beliefs or stories that might block us mm-hmm. from um, seeing certain things. You know, it could be things that are out there in the world or things about ourselves internally as well Hmm. so you mentioned and thank you for saying that i inspire you in ways to make courageous decisions because for me you know starting from zero um, was definitely a factor when i made various uh, big choices in my life Hmm. you know i always thought about um what would make me happy, what my dreams were and what I wanted. Then, of course, there were those thoughts of fear and and worry. Um, you know, do I have enough money to do this? Mm-hmm. What if what if it doesn't work out? What if I fail at it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so those were always good opportunities to sort of look at it from different perspectives and see what were things that... Um, I didn't see or could look at a different way and get a more balanced um, perspective for looking at things. When I made a lot of big decisions in my life, whether to switch careers or to travel, I always thought about, you know, what is the worst that could happen? Hmm. You know? And when you put that question out there, you realize that you know, the worst is not that bad. (laughs) And since we only have this life, you know, in the present here, what can we do to be happy and really live life to the fullest? You know, to be prepared of things, but also not let the uncertainty or unknown stop us. 
yeah. And do you know what's funny? I'm actually a type of guy that hates uncertainty. Like, I want it to be set in stone. <laughs> That's one of the things. And, like, look, it's it's a it's a double-edged thing. You know, it's kind of like you, you want to know what's set in stone. And you want to know, like, I want to know now. I want to make sure that the plan is set in stage. But once you start, like, unhooking those anchors, like, it's amazing how freeing can be. And one of the things I, I learned from you was just because I was like... Wait a minute. But actually, what did you used to do again? You used to like be like. Really I used to work there. in invest in banking in New York, there and I go. worked in tech um, in the Bay Area. Yeah. So very different um, mm-hmm. career than what I do now. Yeah. I never thought I would end up where I am now. <laughs> and like, didn't even see didn't even see that coming for someone like you and one of the things you said like a beginner's mindset it's it's such key and one of the cool things about even in the tech world and because i'm kind of in the tech world as well is that reality that look man the thing you're learning right now you're doing right now is going to be obsolete and you got to be willing to unlearn and unlearn relearn and deal with it you know and you like learning about that mindset in the tech world is making me that realizes like come on it's like i've seen some love people doing radical shit tech or not tech but the important thing is like they're willing to reset to push that reset button and a lot of people are scared to do that it's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with some uh some sort of order and a roof over your head don't get me wrong you know that's important as well but part of that fear is like to start everything over again and that's one of the reasons why i'm talking to people like like you guys is like yeah you know because it's scary as fuck (laughs) so i wonder now thinking of like it being scary as fuck like what was the fears like were there any fears going on through your mind or were you just like you know i'm freaking fed up i'm just gonna go full on what were those process of fears like you were just dealing with yeah Mm. i'm wondering because we never talked about those process of fears you were just like i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) (laughs) chinese medicine school i was like oh snap okay (laughs) yeah Mm. you know yeah so in my life i have lived um across five different continents Mm. i've traveled to over 30 countries have had numerous uh, careers, you could say, in different industries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think each time um, the fear got less and less, you know? It was almost as if um, every time I faced that fear of change, of uncertainty, mm-hmm. um, then I saw it wasn't so scary. <laughs> mm. um, I think so much of the fear uh originally came from this sense of survival you know like would would i uh, would everything work out so that i would be okay and then i had to really look at that what does it mean to be okay 
right? Hmm. Being from an immigrant family, uh, financial stability was a big story that I grew up with. And when I decided to leave um, the corporate world and pursue a path of healing work, I think that was my main fear. You know, would I be able to financially survive? And I think what gave me the courage to do it was it didn't feel like a choice I had. (laughs) I was shown that I had a gift for healing and it felt like a responsibility to offer that and share that. Oh, so you kind of made your brain like say like this is this is my responsibility no it was not a thought that i had it was more of a feeling Mm. it was a feeling that if i was given this gift then i I can't just not um share this with the world you know Mm. our our world has enough business strategists but needs more healers and you know, the more I realized um, who I was and what my natural gifts were and where my passions were, then it made me see that this is why I'm here on this earth at this time. And if if I was given um, these tools, then, you know, the universe will support me in this, right? So it was definitely having a faith in that sense. Hmm. And I think it helps when you have that internal alignment, that internal certainty of, you know, who you are and what your purpose is, why you're here, what you're passionate about, because that certainty is kind of this anchor point as what's going on externally around you is shifting and transitioning and uncertain. Wow. And in a way, through that sense of faith, it's also that phase of surrender and that surrendering might look so scary but that surrendering is kind of like hey i live it all to whatever the universe give me whoever you worship god or whatever or whatever internal you have and saying like it's still gonna be okay as as a as long as i'm breathing you know um it's funny i think i mentioned it before but have you heard of uh the the trials trials of Seneca, you've you've heard. So Seneca, I don't know his trial, but it's it's kind of like a like a it's kind of like a short story, but more of just like a like a manual. You know, Seneca was one of those um, one of like those philosophers of stoicism, like being stoic. You know. And the reason why what you're talking about maybe remind me of that he's like he he had something called uh, was talking about poverty right and practicing practicing poverty that's 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 part of it if I like remember correctly and he said that why don't we just practice the worst case scenario and what he meant was just kind of like like for for example um, you're my impar- in my apartment. Right, and probably something you notice is like I'm starting to be very acute to minimalism of like, do I need this? Will I survive without this? Why do I want this? And another example is kind of like, okay, if I can, a simple example is kind of like, I don't need to eat out this whole month, next month of September. What do I have to survive? 
okay, I have this allowance on whatever I can eat or whatever. Would there be some sacrifices? Yes, you know, I'm not going to eat out. I'm going to be that friend that is like, uh, you know, I need to do my thing. And once you do that for a month and then you kind of re- like go back to your center, is like, was I still okay? And then you practice even further of like saying, putting a lack of something. It's kind of like Lent in a way. It was like practicing Lent and it's kind of like, okay, I can deal without this. And There's, after um, that, like you come back after it is like, am I still okay? If it actually happened permanently, will I still be okay? And that's what like it remind me, reminded me of, of just like, if you are in the lack of this that you're holding onto, will I still be okay? Will I still be able to surrender? And that's what he meant by practicing poverty. And it could be like anything, like practicing the lack of something. And then you reassess yourself of like, okay, was I okay? Yeah. Yeah, there's um, this quote by Bruce Lee that I mm-hmm. love. And it's the quote is, um, to hack away at the inessential. Wow. And so for me, you know, that quote really resonated because it showed me that oftentimes our problem is not the lack of something. It's more that we have too much. We have mm-hmm. too, too, uh, too much excess mm-hmm. of something that is sort of clouding yep. what is really important at the core. And I think this is important for physical things in terms of, uh, you know, objects we have, clothes, things yep. in our house. How can we reduce clutter, let more chi flow through exactly. the space? Exactly. But also in terms of um, how you are investing your time and your energy in your life. Is that aligned with your essential and core values of mm-hmm. what is important to you and what makes you happy? Yeah. I, and and thank you for reminding me of that. It's not of a lack of, but it's just like we have so much. You know, it's like I, I tell people, like especially because I have anxi- like I have level anxiety of what they. And one other thing I tell people with that has similar similar problems, like what what is in your life right now that is giving you so much clutter? And they were like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Well, it could be something material that you've not revisited or whatever." I'm like, start with laying your bed, start by cleaning something, going into that closet or whatever. And and all of a sudden, once you start taking those things that don't make you, <laughs> that doesn't give you that sense of worth, that sense of peace, it's, it's, it's freeing, it's freeing. And all, all of a sudden, it's like going back to minimalism. And that's when it's, it's, it, just, it just makes so much sense. And the reason why I'm tying it back to your journey is because a lot of things that that I realize that make people not want to continue or do what they really want to do is because they fear the lack of, you know, the lack of that six figure that you're doing, the lack of this, the lack of that. But they don't realize it's like, okay, but even if you have that lack of, what are you getting? What's the universe giving you in return? And yeah. it's very it's very hard to see that. <laughs> yeah, something that I um, that I often um, have my clients do as an exercise yeah. is write down what brings them joy. Hmm. You know what gives them a feeling of happiness because happiness is a feeling that is unique for every person. Different things make different people happy. Yeah. 
And so to know what are the things that make you happy, right? Mm. That give you that feeling of happiness. And then evaluate, you know, how much of your current life lines up with that in terms of, you know, your work or who you're spending your time around, um, what kind of activities you're doing, you know, do they bring you happiness? And how can you make some shifts and adjustments to align your life more to what gives you this feeling of happiness? Mm-hmm. And we, you know, in doing that exercise, we often find that we do things that think would give us happiness. For example, work a stable corporate yep. job. <laughs> yep. But in actuality, it doesn't really give us happiness. Mm-hmm. So there are some adjustments that can be made. Yep. And I think that is important to remember um, that there are infinite possibilities out there and we can really have everything that we want. I think oftentimes there's this mutually exclusive or dualistic mindset. Like, for example, I work in corporate and make a lot of money and have a stable job or I'm an entrepreneur, financially unstable and poor. Right, <laughs> those Often, last two are scary. <laughs> right, oftentimes our mind is set in this dualism that yeah. is not actually true. Mm. And I think that it's good to challenge our beliefs that we hold and that keep us locked in fear that are not really true. Yeah. And instead, you know, remember that we really deserve to be happy, and we deserve to. Um, offer our gifts and our talents to the world and how can we be creative in finding strategies to mm. be able to, to, to do that and really open up to possibilities for it yeah no that that's that's so important and going back to you in, in general i'm very curious of like that day you put in your week notice Oh, that day felt so good. (laughs) (laughs) No, like people just need to know is like putting that notice, you know, like how how far ahead did you plan ahead? Did you or I'm people who Mm. are guessing uh, IVs and acupuncturists and also does love with Chinese medicine and she's awesome. Please go to her. Um, but like that strategy of like you know applying for school and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like I remember how excited, ecstatic yeah. you are. You know. So tell me that About the story. Process. Yeah, the process. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. On the outside, um, some people thought it was a sudden, compo- um, like compulsive, compulsive decision, mm-hmm. but it was not really because I was working in a corporate job and not fully fulfilled with it, and it had been in my mind you know, how do I switch this up so that I could feel happier? Mm -hmm. And a lot of options went through my head, you know, maybe switching to a different position in the company, going to a new company, switching to a different industry. Um, My mind was exploring a lot of possibilities for a good six months, I would say. Mm. And... I had thought about Chinese medicine, but the main fears that blocked me was that it would be financially, it wouldn't be financially stable and I wouldn't be able to make a living. And then the second fear that blocked me that it was um, having doubt in myself that I wasn't good. 
and I was blessed to have an experience that um, showed me I had a real gift for healing and that was when that clarity came it was just a moment when I had that clarity that this is what I needed to do And I find that for me, the times in my life where I've made decisions to change my career or to move to a a different place, I had always had it in my mind, you know, this indecision for some time. And then there was a moment where that clarity just came. So I, I say I share that to say that from my experience, it sometimes is not productive nor effective to continuously ruminate about a decision Ugh. you know because you end up just <laughs> you driving me. your mind in circles and at uh. the end you are still don't have a decision man so instead how can you get clear about you know what are the possibilities yeah. and then focus on taking care of yourself mm-hmm. of doing things that nourish your spirit um, experience more of the world and there will be a moment when the clarity comes mm. yeah um so the moment that i handed in my my mm. resignation letter i remember my my boss at the time when i told him that i was um you know leaving the the company and going to get my master's degree in chinese medicine he <laughs> his response was wow i don't even really know what chinese medicine is <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, but it really felt right you know if it was a decision that I made with full um, clarity and assurance about and I think it's it's good to um, make decisions in that way not have you know assurance or or security of Mm. how it will work out but just a knowing that this is the right next step to take yeah you know I believe that all of our experiences in life, they happen for a reason and they will all converge on our path at some time. That, you know, maybe right now we don't know how it will happen, but it'll happen. And I can I can look back in my life and see enough examples of that to know mm-hmm. that it's true. Mm-hmm. And so how can we just focus on like, what is the next step that feels the most aligned, the, the most um, wholehearted for me? And just focus on that, you know? And then the more we we take each step like that, then our path will pave the way that it's meant to. Wow. And what I'm curious, was your boss, well, former boss, was he or she ecstatic? Or, I mean, there's, I mean, yeah, someone from your team is leaving, but um, what hopefully <laughs> hopefully was he or she was ecstatic of just like say oh you know that's that's awesome that you're doing that like well, how was how was your <laughs> boss's reaction especially in, the, in that world in the financial yeah, world? I, yeah i think a lot of my you know former um co-workers and friends who yeah. work in corporate they are so excited for me that's awesome. you know when they when they hear of my path um Especially the ones who who don't feel completely um, happy or fulfilled with their work, because I think that is something that they want for themselves. Mm. And I don't I don't believe that it is necessary to leave the corporate world. Oh yeah, um, don't like they'll get it twisted. <laughs> yeah, but I I believe that um, each person has a purpose here, and 
uh, gifts that they can offer and how can you most fit what you're doing to those gifts. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in the job title. You know, like say, for example, you have a gift of um, making people laugh. Mm. Right? How can you express more of that gift in whatever you do? Or maybe you have a gift of, um, you know, helping people feel validated. Mm. Right? So remembering that the job title in a way is something external but it's more um, what's more of essence is you know the the feelings and the energy that is being exchanged wow and that's essentially what leads to the feeling of you know fulfillment of happiness um in life that's cr- no it's funny you said that because something just flashed in my head in my last job um I, okay i'm i'm currently still a project project manager but um, one of the important aspects of being a project manager is you gotta know how to talk to people you know what i like to call social engineering to get what you want and one of my former co-workers she was like you know, for some reason, Adura, she's like, you like, you know how to talk to people. I was like, what? I was like, I'm sometimes the most awkward person. Like, I sometimes just talk to just, she's like, no, it's like, it's, it's something that is already innately in you. And she was like, you, you know how to connect people. You know how, like, even without effort. And I, I thought about it. And what she even told me was kind of like all right i have i finally because i was in a confusion i was like i i felt this you know imposter syndrome of just like wait a minute (laughs) why am i in this position again and all of a sudden once you realize like what you accomplished with what aspect they talked about you i was like oh this is very uniform i can use it for anything and believe it or not that that's what she kind of gave me the idea of this podcast but this was like two years ago yeah and so that is that is the beauty <laughs> it's of- crazy you know like no you it's funny you just reminded me of just like even people within that world and hey, if you're feeling fulfilled, do you. But as long as you, you're doing what you want to do, do it. As long as you enjoy what you're doing, do it. But you reminded me of just like, what are you actually good at? Forget the title. What are you actually good at that you are contributing to this position? Yeah. Sorry, I can see. No, I was going to mm-hmm. say that. I think that's the beauty of um, self-reflection, yeah. of taking that time to really know yourself in what you like what you don't like Mm -hmm. what you know you're good at what is challenging for you or might be a weakness um and these are things that continuously shift and evolve over time because who we are changes over time um but that you know continuous reflection is important so that we have clarity on it and can restructure our life around that Mm. so we're always staying in alignment and when we have that security and centering of who we are then it's easier to trust that what's happening around us in our lives is the universe rearranging to be um, 
more true to what our path is meant to be. Wow. So this sort of helps that what you mentioned earlier, that feeling of like not liking uncertainty. I hate it, Ivy. So for me, <laughs> my, my family is from Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And my dad, a lot of my family members are um, very philosophical. So I grew up with a lot of Taoist philosophy, a lot of yeah. Buddhism. And I think in Asian culture, there is um, more of an understanding of the natural ways of things, right? If you look at nature, nothing is completely certain you know Mm -hmm. if you plant a seed you can't tell it to grow tomorrow you know and turn into a flower a week from now it has its own timing on things Mm. so how can we you know observe that from nature and learn to trust that life is the same you know when when a seed is planted it will grow in its own timing and trust that instead of wanting something to happen immediately, <laughs> you know? Mm. Um, there is um, this Taoist concept of um, wei, which it literally translates to not doing. But it's, it's not the sense of that nothing is being done. It's more an acknowledgement that there is always something happening. Right there, are, there. Are, even the sun is shifting position, so there's always action that is happening. But how can we tap into the natural flow of things or the natural timing of things and ride the ease of that and cultivate the advantage of that instead of kind of forcing things against the current in a way, Ooh. right? And and exhausting and depleting ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> something is ringing here <laughs> right? so this is a really um beautiful concept to, wow. to keep in mind of how how can we flow more in our life instead of having resistance and struggle wow right letting go <laughs> letting go of attachments and expectations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not to say that the intention is not there mm-hmm. or your vision is not there mm-hmm. but letting go of the attachments and expectations of how it should happen wow you know and i think this requires a fluidity a flexibility to um hold what we want you know, on one hand, but also be open to the possibilities that are arising on the other hand and have this dance with life, wow. right? So when I, I work a lot with my clients on life design, and if you are a designer, you know, you have to know what you're working with, right? Like, what are your materials? Mm-hmm. Um, what is it for? What is the form? And when you design your life, it's similar, Right? Yeah. You have to know, okay, as the designer, what are you working with here? And how can you cultivate the most of the materials and the things before you? Or make use of what you just have right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You know. <sighs> and so the the you know, at the core of it is always alignment. Mm. Right? So that what you design you are fulfilled and happy with. Yeah. You know, it's aligned to 
to who you are and what your intention is, what your vision is. And, you know, manifestation can happen really quickly in that way. Yeah. Um, and now that you, you mentioned about that, like, and let's, let's roll back and leaving, leaving the job. How have you practiced that daily, even mm. in the time of school? Because I'm curious of that, because I, I bet you probably remind yourself daily to practice that, that this is going with the flow. I think people take the the phrase going with the flow like really lightly sometimes. Yeah, there's, like, um, there's a big that? difference between um, being complacent hmm. and um, understanding the right timing and the right action. Because sometimes it can be really powerful to act by not going against what is happening, right? To go with the flow and cultivate the momentum of where things are going. Hmm. And I think that there, like, for example, um, one of the ways is to understand the rhythms of your energy throughout the day. Say that, you know, you're creative, you are most creative um, in the morning around 10 a.m. Then you can structure your day so that you do, you know, creative brainstorming at that time. I see what right. You're Instead of forcing yourself to do creative work at 4 p.m., where maybe you're most tired in the day, mm. right? That would be going against the flow. Wow. Yeah. And how did you use it? Uh, give us an example of your daily practice, the time you were going to school. Oh, of going with the flow? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, school, going back to school was really hard for me because I love learning, but <laughs> it's hard for me to sit all day in a classroom. I remember you were telling me years ago. <laughs> I was like, I have school shit. And like, I and also for work. <laughs> for the for the way that um, Chinese medicine school is uh-huh. here in in the U.S., there's a lot of memorization. Yep. And Planning. and my learning style is more um, experiential. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, having to memorize things just from reading it in a book was really hard for me. I'm the same way. I'm more, I'm an application person <laughs> rather than like conceptual and be like mm-hmm. you know and the, i remember there was a moment where i realized i was making the struggle so much harder on myself because of my resistance to it hmm. and in that moment i had to remind myself to really surrender to accept that this was the situation <laughs> and i was doing it for a reason i was doing it because i had this greater goal of yeah. getting my master's degree and my license Right? And this was part of the deal. So how do I um, surrender my resistance and my judgments about it all and just just do? Mm. Right? <laughs> and one of the big mistakes is like a lot of people think of the destination a lot. You holding that master degree in, in your hand. And well, that, I, the reason why I say well, that's one the people think of the destination a lot they think so hard on the destination that they lose the current moment of like yo this is the price you got to pay to be there 
So if you think less of the just destination and you keep on doing what you do in this current moment, the pressure of the destination is not gonna is not gonna like hinder you in a way. So it's kind of like, what is my agenda for today? Okay. It's it's such a weird like way to trick your mind of just like going going with it and just accepting and surrendering that this is the inconvenience that I have to go through, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes there's <laughs> it's hard. there are sacrifices, yeah. but you know sacrifices don't have to feel so weighty. They don't have to feel so heavy. Mm. I think sometimes we add that weight on, yeah. you know. But instead remembering that um you know why we do what we do and um you know not get too caught up in our head with it Ugh. you know and i but i think that is good to have that clarity of like why you're doing what you're doing mm. you know because sometimes that resistance can be a message can be a sign that maybe you're not aligned with you know what it is you really want why well, isn't that kind of deceiving? What if that resistance is saying like, "This is not you. This is not what you're supposed to be doing." Yeah, that's a good message to listen to. There you go. So it's good to. Di- I think discernment is always really important. Yeah. You know, so that you're not you're not fooling yourself and you're not missing things. Mm-hmm. Discerning what is the message here, you know, and not um, having our mind be uh, an obstacle yeah. to us. And and being being stressed out a lot, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, stress is one of the main main things <laughs> that I that. treat in my practice. You know, there stress you stress causes so many physical yep. symptoms, conditions in the body. Uh, so it's really important to to manage stress. <laughs> and I love the fact that anytime we we um, I come to the appointment you know because we in the western medicine we get so used to like we're doing this we're checking in and whatever but when sometimes when you see a healer saying like how are you doing today like what's going on it's like to check your stress level it's it's so it's so soothing to do that you know it's like okay even though you you're not a therapist you're not solving for the mind but like it or not what's in our mind is what's going to affect our physical well-being and i bet that's what you learned a lot uh uh, learning about that yeah in chinese medicine um we see the physical emotional mental spiritual as interconnected Hmm. And I practice very much in a traditional way where I look at all those layers and I treat all those layers because one will affect the other. And also, if you treat one, it can positively influence the other. Hmm. So all those things are really important. Um, In Chinese medicine, different emotions, they affect the qi and the body in a certain way uh, and can therefore contribute to physical symptoms. I see what you're saying. So it's important to to look at and think about. <laughs> Have you actually thought of the correlation between um, psychiatry and the, and also and Chinese medicine? The reason why I said that is like. You know, because you have to deal with that. You have to con- consider the mental or whatever. Wouldn't it be nice if there's a sort of like connection from therapist or whatever saying like, okay here's here's kind of your symptoms right now what are you feeling in your head 
Adora has some level of anxiety, blah, blah, blah. And they give it to the doctor or whatever. I just feel it would be so nice. Like people who are was lacking right now, there's no connection of people who deal with the mind with the body, pretty much. Don't get me wrong, not no, but I bet there are a lot of physicians that are very good at that to be able to do that, but there's no systematic way instilled now to encourage that because uh, we always think of the mind and the body as a separate thing, like, but that's not always <laughs> that's not always what it is. Yes, that is you a know. big um, a big value of my practice. Mm-hmm. You know how to make that connection between what's going on emotionally and mentally with what's going on physically. Yeah, uh, in Chinese medicine, that is ingrained in the the medicine theory. Mm-hmm. For example, there are herbs that treat anxiety, depression. There's different acupuncture points, and we see it as more uh, complex. For example, if two people come to me with anxiety, I might treat them in two different ways because the presentation of the anxiety might be different and the root cause might be different. But Chinese medicine is really effective at addressing emotions. And I think it's something that oftentimes people are surprised about. You know, sometimes people come to me for something physical going on and then they'll mention they have stress or anxiety and I treat that too and they'll say, oh, I didn't know that that can, it can mm-hmm. make me feel better. Acupuncture mm-hmm. can make me feel better with this too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah. funny, like I've been paying attention to a few coworkers and like let's say they're sick, like physically sick for a while. Um, and when they come back to work, one of the things like I've noticed I'll say to them is like, they'll say, oh yeah, I had the the whatever, I had a headache or whatever, like that kind of thing, like physical. And I was like, and depending on how close I am with the coworker, I was like, you okay? He was like, well, yeah, I'm okay now. You know, like they'll say physically. But I was like, what happened, man? Like mentally, I was like, well, it's like, I had this, blah, blah, blah. I was like, huh. And like I'll always dig in, and I'll always, uh, I'll always see the mental correlation with their sickness, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. Even even there, there are times I'm like, yes, you know, I go to the gym, I am fit or whatever. But there will be some times like if I'm having heavy anxiety or like something at work, my body shuts down. Even though I force my body to work out and stuff like that, which is not a good idea sometimes, but your body shuts down. And it's amazing. People underestimate the power of like the mind and psyching yourself out that, okay, this is a phase and boom, you have some physical, like physical re- re- rejuvenation, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, and I've wish- been noticing about that. Believe me, I've been talking to you. It's like, <laughs> what's going on, you know? So... Yeah, my wish is for more people to understand that um, as beings, we are physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, Mm. all of those things. And all of those things are a component of health and well-being. So, so much of health is and wellness kind of looks at these things separately because in the Western medical system, it's very much separate. You go to separate departments. But Chinese medicine um, is really precious because it sees how they are related together. For example, uh, we have a theory that is based around five elements. 
And can I guess those five elements? Sure. Fire, water, wood, metal, air. Earth is the Earth is skin. Excuse me. (laughs) But so each element um, is corresponds with particular organ meridians. And it has physical and emotional characteristics. Uh, for example, the wood element corresponds with the liver and gallbladder. And it is affected by anger and stress and, you know, extreme emotions. Mm. And symptoms of the, of the liver meridian being out of balance could be um, chi stagnation so having pain you know having one-sided headaches you know tightness in the upper shoulders mm-hmm. um, the metal element has to do with the lungs which corresponds to sadness and grief Interesting. so it could have some respiratory issues so you know in Chinese medicine we have this theory of understanding how physical symptoms and emotions or mental patterns are interconnected and seeing if there is a you know something happening there Mm -hmm. yeah and and it's amazing yo what's amazing about you is like i don't know how much practice you you can look at someone and be like yeah you're having this problem and i'm like whoa how did you know that Mm -hmm. like so your your acute sense of um diagnosing someone as they walk into your office like how did you develop that it's so it's so creepy i'm like is is, does she have like a freaking hidden camera with me like or just like because i'm the type person that wear my heart on my sleeve was like how do you like gauge that like Mm, i know this is a common (laughs) a common um response that i hear from people oh how did you know that Mm -hmm. how did you know i had that symptom or Mm -hmm. that you know this was going on with me i think part of it is that i'm i'm very intuitive um i definitely have the intuitive gift of of things and then part of it is just understanding you know diagnosis from the chinese medicine perspective understanding that if there's this symptom that's happening then probably these other symptoms are happening as well yeah but but i'm I'm saying like even by a a a client not even saying anything yeah you are able to like like diagnose i was like what you know i was like (laughs) i didn't tell her about that part you know yeah it's like (laughs) I guess maybe something innate you probably have you probably have even before getting to it. Like in terms of your character, like I always know, like are you the type of person that like oh, I sense vibes, like what, like maybe is always on point, and maybe that's a power that was so useful to to your career. I wonder, like probably. Well, so I- so in my practice, I I combine different modalities yeah. together. You know, Chinese medicine with the acupuncture, herbal medicine, cupping mm-hmm. is one one modality. But I also use sound healing, aromatherapy, and I channel energy as well. So you know, when when I pick up on things that someone hasn't necessarily explicitly told me, yeah. Um, you know, it might be because my intuition is sensing it, or sometimes I get messages. I get downloads of messages that are that I channel, mm. and and that's why you know so often my clients are like, you know, what you said was exactly what I needed to hear, or that exact thing was said to me two times already this week, 
And it's because I, I channeled a message that came through to them. Yeah. And that was a gift that took me some time to really embrace. <laughs> mm. For because you know I'm very analytical minded. Um, I'm like that. For, yeah. for for a long time, I, I doubted myself and I questioned if it was really real or true. You know, I doubted my abilities on it. But then over time, you know, thankfully I had a lot of people and clients share with me how um, on point it was, the man, the messages I would channel and, and how valuable it was to their lives. So over time, I became, I became to really embrace it. Um, so that's, that's an aspect of some of my sessions too. Yeah, that's, it's <laughs> no, like you have no idea like how that's, it's so amazing to be able to have that, it's clairvoyance even the right word. Anyways, but that sense of acuteness to, and attention to detail, and it it proved like very useful. Now let's let's think of um, you've already mentioned the process of um, going through school. You got the degree. Like, tell me about even opening that office, mm. signing the patent. You know, like like trademark excuse me signing the trademark and all that stuff like how stressful was that process for you like what did it what how did it affect you your relationship all these other things that just kept on coming together like mm. how did you deal with that journey mm. now that you had yeah so opening up my own business that yeah. was that was a journey <laughs> <laughs> they don't write how-to mm -hmm. manuals on on no. how to do that oh and by the way uh shameless plug if you want to know how to open your business in legal in the legal side please contact asha wilkerson <laughs> at miss asha uh, miss asha b yes yeah she's really good I yeah asha's awesome asha is amazing so, yeah, I anyways, wish there continue. was more support for entrepreneurs mm -hmm. like that um, because the most challenging part of opening my own business was knowing what all the pieces were. Hmm. Um, for me, it was sort of like I found them out as I went along. Um, you know, oh, I, I, you know, I need this permit or I have to get, you know, this malpractice insurance or I have to get that. It was sort of like I, I figured it out as I went along. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, that's what it's like because yep. you can't really anticipate what's going to come up. Um, I think the blessing of coming from the corporate world is that I'm really organized you when I do very, things. Yeah. So I was able to keep track of the various pieces that had to happen simultaneously for a business to form, you know, in its legal sense, in the physical sense of a, an actual office space yeah. with all of the interior decor and also an energetic sense of what is the concept, what is the mm. vision and the brand that is being birthed here. Um, I think another aspect of being an entrepreneur is having that confidence. You know, it's oh, it's so vulnerable so to put yourself out there. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know you, you know how to put yourself out there, Ivy. <laughs> or maybe, maybe that's the illusion you were kind of like displaying. I mean, I we think... We have that similar personality. We're like, I, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think every entrepreneur has those moments of, you know, lack of confidence or doubt, mm -hmm. you know, because... Sometimes you get real good feedback and sometimes it's like 
know. You know, nothing. And sometimes it's really up and down. Mm-hmm. And learning to ride the waves is really important oh, of being man. an entrepreneur. And I think that having that clear vision and passion for what you're doing is so important because it is a very rocky journey <laughs> when you start your own business. Mm. Um, so knowing what is getting you up every morning and having the faith that it'll work out, you know, sort of creates opportunities for you. Yeah. Um, but I, I love it. I love having the freedom to be able to create what my vision is. Mm. Um, I love being able to have full jurisdiction over my time. That's the thing, owning your time. <laughs> that shit right there. I, I've written it in my journal, like, want to own my time. And I also, time. I also really like having the opportunity to um, share all of my strengths and my mm. gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when something is your own, you can really add into it whatever you want. And and take what the universe gives, even what people like bring to you in, in general, even just it's just small little detail. And you were talking about your brand, so uh, people know her her um, business called uh, Luminaire, Luminary, Luminary, Luminary Wellness. Luminae. I'll tell you the story about that. I yeah. know it's a weird word. Yeah, I was like Lumi, I was like Luminate, oh Luminate. So the name Luminae was actually mm-hmm. transmitted to me. Um, many years ago, around around the time when I received that message that I had the gift for healing and really needed to be offering that in my life work. Mm-hmm. Um, so the name Luminae was transmitted to me, and when I when I received the name, you know, it has remnants of you know illuminate of I see what you're saying. You know, luminary. Yep that quality of of lightness or enlightenment or ascension elevation clarity mm-hmm. so i really liked that resemblance um and i definitely had some uncertainty because it is this made-up name that is unfamiliar i love it <laughs> and it's hard to pronounce for english speakers because of the ae yeah portuguese, portuguese the ae combination is very is, a, yeah. is known but for english speakers they stumble like how eliminate <laughs> um so i had some uncertainty about the name but because that name was transmitted to me i was like there's a reason why it. i received this name so i gotta go with it this is it so luminae wellness luminae wellness why the lotus? I drew my logo. Mm. Um, there are five petals. Yep. And the number five is significant in a lot of different cultures and traditions. Um, the lotus is also drawn in a way that is sort of like a fire. Mm. You know, so this fire of transformation. Mm. And that is a quality that I really um, seek to support my clients with. You know, how do you transform your life? Whether mm. it's with your health, especially, but all aspects of your life. And it must have been a good omen because the people who come to me see amazing transformations in a short amount of time. Yeah. Hey, you, um, mm-hmm. if you guys need uh, an example of a story, I can use myself and it is, it is an, as an example. Um, I, was it three your years allergies. ago? Oh, 
you know what? Let's talk about my allergies. <laughs> no, for real. So a lot of us in the world have spring allergies. Like crazy <laughs> spring allergies. I was born in the spring and I think it's God's practical joke of just like, hey, here you go. Now you gotta deal with like whatever. Um I have I there there are times like there'll be a week I'll have like a heavy spring allergy and one of the things that encouraged me to come to you was talking to you about it and salt and I and I'm telling you have I had one outbreak but I've only had like one weird outbreak but that's when I traveled and whatever it happens and all of a sudden your immune system but I'm telling you guys my al- like throughout spring my allergies was gone like completely gone and i was so excited that you see my plants outside i actually because of that i started like planting more stuff like reinvigorating my herb like it's it's freaking amazing like what that did for me i was even about to accept as a spring is here i have to all right what's the benadryl blah 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 i'll have like i'll have benadryl or whatever just just handy just in case but going to you minimized it like close like close to zero but at the same time the upkeep of that just made me like whoa like i'm actually jogging around and i'm smelling things that i've not (laughs) smelled before (laughs) like no like guys you know i I first look i i have to admit like i i told you like i was very skeptical about acupuncture i'm a very analytical person but one of the things like i was like no keep an open mind it's like if you haven't tried it then why you suggest it so i kept an open mind and i went to your office and that first consultation was like amazing and you were very organized and even treating my my neck issues um i had a uh went to a car accident i think about three years ago and you know, people talk about whiplash as if it's nothing. No, whiplash is is internal usually, and like you you were able to moderate that problem. Does it still come here and there? Yes, but it's funny because now I can detect it because we're talking about mental and physical and spirit connecting together. One of the weird things, like anytime I'm really really stressed that same injury just say hey what's up <laughs> you know it, it pops out and then you'll be able to listen so that's what made me just listen to my body it was like okay all right i can't tweak my neck this way like i can't work out i used to like ice my neck every time like i go to bed like i'll literally put like a ice kind of an ice pack on my pillow and go to sleep because like that neck issue was just unbearable and i just accepted it myself i'll take like accepted it as myself and i'll take maybe ibuprofen obviously not too much and from then on it's kind of like super minimal so guys if you're really skeptical and remember ivy is an analytical person she's not saying like oh what because a lot of people when they think of chinese medicine like eastern it was like oh they're so anti modern medicine and western like no <laughs> this two have to coexist but in terms of preventive care and listening to your body this is a very effective way of like even learning about it more you know learn about your body more like what even you you were talking about nutrition the importance of like 
bringing in greens and all these other things is like that's another thing that changed like made me pay attention to my nutrition you know um but guys keep an open mind go go see Ivy luminaire mm-hmm. <laughs> wellness and and i was so they were that allergy thing just like i was just like what is going on you know so and i bet a lot of people have stories about that you know yeah people are quite happy when they have chronic symptoms that mm-hmm. You know they have struggled with for years and then yeah. they go away <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's amazing and and talking about okay let's toss start to talk about success stories i mean i kind of said mm. one one uh what what is that the success story that really got you that juice that yes this is it like I'm really going to get going. Can I be a client or when you were in the middle of creating your business? What was that success story that kind of made you really motivated? Mm. I I say that I see miracles happen every day. Mm. You know, there's always a, a, a general guideline of how many sessions or, or how long, uh, you know, the treatment will take. But healing is very unique for every individual um and sometimes healing can happen really really quickly um you know i've seen people i had this one client who was in so much pain in his neck and his back that the maximum dosage of painkillers still couldn't relieve it he went to all these pain specialists and neurologists and they had no idea what was going on and I did some acupuncture on him. I gave him some lifestyle recommendations. And I told him to come back um, the following week. And, you know, I was expecting for him to be, like, a little better. But it would take a series of treatments. Because it, it usually does for chronic pain cases. Mm-hmm. Usually about 12 treatments. Um, but the next week when he came, he had no pain. Whoa. He had a little bit of muscle tightness, but no pain. And, of course, he was so happy because when he was in pain, he was you know, not in a good mood and didn't have energy to work or Mm -hmm. be around his, you know, wife and kids. Um, So he was elated. Um, I've had women come to me who are told that they are infertile. And after a series of treatments, they get pregnant. What? I've had um, people come to me for weight loss. And, you know, with the acupuncture and diet and lifestyle Mm -hmm. recommendations, they'll lose 30 pounds in two months and keep it off and keep losing um i've had people with you know chronic stress Mm. you know no longer be affected by that and shift other aspects of their life so that they're happy in their relationships and their career so i really see transformation and miracles happen every day and i i say that i i don't heal people I hold space for the healing to happen. I love that. Because it's really that. the person that is healing themselves. You know, it's your cells that are rejuvenating. You know, it's your choices that you're making. I'm just here to support and guide you with that. So it's a really um, collaborative process um, that I, you know, in the way that I work with my clients. And so, you know, coming in the office to get treatment is one part, but also what you do, you know, in between the treatments 
on your own time plays a big part as well. I yeah. love the fact of that sense of accountability for the client because, you know, people say, oh, I'm a healer, I'm a healer. They focus so much on the title that I'm the one doing the healing, right? But I just love the fact that you said, like, no, I'm just, yeah, kind of by title, but I'm just guiding you. Right, I'm opening those pathways to be able to guide you and let you yourself heal yourself. Like you yourself heal, and it's up to you <laughs> for the directions I give you if you're willing to do that. Right, mm -hmm. and that's so important to hear. Like, oh man, that's so important to really, really remind people. Is just like, no, it's not just what she gave you or the service she gave you she's also giving you guidance and like to be able to know what your mind and body is capable of no thanks for reminding me of that of just like no you gotta have that accountability yourself you yourself have to heal you're the one with the injury but sometimes a lot of people think of it the other way of just like okay she's healing me but no, I, I just love the fact that I'm, I'm so excited you said that because it's kind of like, no, I'm just guiding you. It's like you already have the answers. Mm -hmm. I have the education to be able for you to 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 answer those questions about your mind and your body. Yeah, something that I, I like to emphasize a lot is um, that I'm really intentional about helping people to feel empowered mm. in their body and also in their life. Right. I think especially with uh, physical issues, sometimes we um, get into that victim mentality or feel helpless on things. And so, you know, part of what I do is remind people of, you know, what is the gift of what is happening? What is your body telling you? What is the wisdom coming from your body? And what are the practices that you can do to help yourself hmm. right and feel more empowered of what's going on because wow. yeah. you know our bodies are really intelligent if our bodies know how to heal then there's a probably a good reason for why uh, symptoms and conditions arise and the key is understanding you know what is out of balance and how it can get put back in balance and that's sort of like where i step in hmm to help with that understanding and that healing. And it's funny, um, you just reminded me what my therapist told me about people with dealing with trauma, uh, like with mental healing. Um, he gave this example of like, Adora, one of the thing, things with people with trauma is like they they have to, they have to make sure they heal themselves, you know? And um, you give like you give like this very simple example of like, um, for example, imagine you have a cast on your on your leg, right? And I walk past by you, and and I kind of brushed your leg, and be like, oh, Adora, what the fuck? It's like, which way are you going? And you be like, oh, I I am so sorry, you know, like I didn't I didn't see you going there, and and you, but what you do is like you normally you sit down whatever i help you sit down whatever you caress your wound and obviously depending on your mental state or whatever whatever you're ingesting okay it's feeling better but there's another situation that you have a bad day you're stressed you walk in and i brush by you and like what the fuck 
why did you do this to me? Like, you, you, you know, that kind of thing. Which way are you fucking going? You're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Like, it's all your fault. Like, you see the difference if, like, the, those different reactions. And, and he told me, he's like, in the end of the day, it's, it's that person's wound. And they have to heal themselves. And they have to know what's in their mind, what they can do with their body to, to heal themselves. And it's kind of like, and obviously me being the, in that example, me being the person brushing up is all you can do is like prevent <laughs> from, from touching it, you know, touching that sensitivity, touching that injury. And that's so important for a lot of people to remember that um, either physical or, or mental, like, in the end of the day, is your injury. And it's very easy to just, like, to just go out of the world and say, like, you're the cause of this, you're the cause of this. And and I bet, like, you've met, like, feelings, like, patients like that being stressed out. It's because this, but in the end of the day, it's, like, is their wound. Something that I see um, often is that we get caught up in our own stories, right? And yeah. oftentimes we identify with the sickness or the disease. Yeah. And one of my intentions when I work with clients is to see them as healed and whole and to really hold that vision and that energetic vibration for them, you know, so that that person can then realize it themselves. You know, I see myself when I work, I, I see myself as um, like a, a clear vessel that I channel love. I channel healing energy, you know, through so that I'm I'm not doing the work. You know, I'm just facilitating it I to see, happen. And I think that, you know, that can be so powerful. I mean, you think about it, for example, like, say you want to be a basketball player and you don't mm. think you're good but then this coach comes along and really sees your potential yeah then you start to believe in yourself too yeah right and i think you know with with healing it's it's similar in that way you know when someone holds that vision for you it expands the possibility for it yeah um so that you know that happening from an energetic standpoint along of course with like physical things because we are yeah. here in our physical bodies this lifetime um but you know that something to keep in mind in that way yeah. go back to that statement and say you see people as whole and healed it's funny <laughs> as a physician is like but you want to detect what's wrong right mm -hmm. so Go back to that statement. Why do you see every client as whole? What What is the importance of that thinking? Because I want to mm. really understand that. Because I, you know, I think sometimes we identify too much with what's going wrong, and mm. instead, how can we draw upon positive resource? You know, like for example, who are you without your anxiety? Hmm. You know, I think that's something good to think about. Damn. Okay. <laughs> you you want a therapy license too because it's it's helping. It's funny because a lot of clients say that I'm I'm like their acupuncture therapy like, no, energy healing. Please don't stop life. doing that. <laughs> Who am I without my anxiety? I love to be without my anxiety. <laughs> you know, it goes back to what we were talking earlier about perspective. Yeah. Right. Like, how do we 
how do we go back to that point of zero yeah. of not not clinging on too much to one thing or another so that we're able to see everything that is happening i love that yeah It's kind of like one of those things like, oh my God, easy for you to say. It is, it's, it's easy for to say, but the practice of it is kind of like, it's an ongoing journey. You mentioned about the, the examples of the clients and the successes. What about the times you were down? Because you're a human being, your personal life affects you. Tell me if, mm. if you want to share, like, yeah. what was that? dip like in the process i you know what during your business i don't want yeah to start like tell me examples of a dip or mm -hmm. what you felt like a failure that it was so hard for you to go through but no give me give me a few examples mm. of like what you felt is like crap sure well I'll, I'll address both things mm -hmm. you know i think being an entrepreneur and specifically doing healing work um it's really important for me to have a practice where i have my centering and my grounding before i start treating clients and working with people so no matter what is going on in my my personal life yeah. you know with my relationship with mm -hmm. my family mm -hmm. with you know any other things i sort of like leave that at the door when i enter my space so that I can fully focus and, you know, make myself that vessel to channel, you know, healing and guide healing for people. Mm -hmm. um, and then your second question in terms of like downs of business. Mm -hmm. whew, there were definitely moments where I dip into like self-doubt, you know, wondering, is it going to work out? Am I good enough? Am I good enough? Am I going to make money? And during those moments, I found myself reaching for advice, right? Like reaching for, you know, articles or things, things, that, yeah. things that people say are, this is what to do. And... For me, that has never worked. I think for me, um, the answers always have to come from within. Not not to say that you know reading books or articles or getting yeah, getting advice and and consulting can be helpful, but I think the final choice always has to have resonance within. And I think the moments where I was down, I forgot that you know I forgot to check in with myself and listen to my own voice. And I find that the more I remember to do that, then the more I'm able to um, more smoothly and easily get out of dips, you know, and, and see things turn around the way I want to, you know, faster. Wow. And I think, you know, for, for entrepreneurs, because it is so much um, your own creation, that authenticity is really important mm -hmm. because it, it shows up, you know, energetically in what you do. Um, that's that's a big, big thing I hear from people that they really appreciate about, um, you know, my my space and and my business, the work that I do is that it's really authentic. You know, it's it's really this extension of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. But before you enter that door your office how do you empty yourself 
Different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, meditation yeah, is is my foundation um, because for me, my mind is really powerful, but sometimes my thoughts can can sort of trick themselves. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm an so <laughs> so meditation for me is really um, foundational as a way to train my mind yeah. and sort of uh, get my mindset right. You know, before I do things. I also am a very passionate person, so I feel things very strongly. And sometimes meditation is like not enough, especially if it's like anger <laughs> or, 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 or rage or stress with, you know, with what's happening in society yeah. right now. There's a lot of that going on. So physical movement is really helpful yep. for me, whether it's doing martial arts or mm-hmm. going for a run around the lake, but finding a way to physically move that energy so that I can be, you know, more at peace. Yep. <laughs> um, doing things that cultivate joy is important because in life, in this human lifetime, we have a spectrum of emotions. There's this Buddhist saying that every human is given 10,000 joys and 10,000 sorrows. Wow. You know, meaning that in this human life, we, we can't escape emotions, right? <laughs> At some point, we're going to feel all the emotions. Um, so how do we expand our heart to be able to feel the spectrum of emotions mm. and simultaneously hold um, sadness and joy? You know, because in every moment we have both things happening in our lives, in this world. Tell me an example how you cultivate joy before entering the office. Mm. Gratitude is a very basic way to cultivate joy. You know, being grateful for the people in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, grateful for nourishing food to eat delighting in the flavors and the textures of what you're eating um flowers was, everyone who knows this me is knows weird. I love flowers this is weird <laughs> do you know what's funny after you were saying your examples i was about to talk something about flowers but continue continue but finding these simple joys and and everyday beauty of life you know and having that be your nectar your sources of joy hmm you know? And it it requires a presence, right? Like, how do we be present and open our senses to what we're experiencing around us? Nice. You know, and we'll see that there are all these these um, blessed moments that come to us to remind us what a blessing it is to be alive. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Now going back, oh man, because the reason why I smiled like when you mentioned flowers, <laughs> so people in the regular grind we all hate mondays right so one of the things i've practiced to do i think i I started like three weeks ago i'm fortunate that my workplace is is here in oakland i also live and work in oakland so that's kind of like a gratitude right and you wake up do i have to do this again one of the things like that really struck me was appreciating the beauty around you and i can't believe i underestimated it you know as 
I mean, yeah, you look outside of my porch, there's a morning glory blooming, and it's amazing. Like, I always like to peek out in the morning and see what color blooms out. And I was like, oh, you know, it'd be nice to have that color as I walk to work on the lake. So what I do every Monday is I will, especially folks in Oakland, like, there's beauty around that lake. It's like, please take advantage, jog around it, whatever. What I do is, like, as I'm walking, there are different types of flowers popping anywhere. And I cut a flower, right, a one one place i'll cut another one and i'll cut another one i'll cut another one. i look at the bunch that i have in my hand i was like okay this is pretty good for the week i go to my office like one friend is like who's it who's that for i was like for me they look at me they're like what i was like it's for me it's actually for me and um there's a <laughs> one of the directors he had like this like horn a uh, Viking uh, horn thing, like it was transparent, like for beer and stuff. He wanted to get rid of it because his wife didn't want it, and he was just sitting on my desk. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll take it." You know, I've already drank beer. I was, I was like, and then I thought it would be nice if I can put make it a vase, and boom! I, and when I as soon as I put the bunch in there and put some water in there, boom! There's beauty around me, and anytime I'll sit back on my desk, I look at it. I go back to my center if I'm stressed and I look at those flowers. I was like, oh, I see why this is important. And as the week goes by, as it starts drying out, I, I feel thankful on Thursdays like this today. I get rid of it, put in the compost, and here we go again. And that simple action, like even I was like, even that piece... Even that moment of peace that I have on Mondays is like people are like, oh my God. So it's like, and I practice myself as like, okay, if the fact that I'm feeling these negative thoughts of getting out of bed or whatever, I was like, you know what? I need to show some joy for myself while in the process of going to work. It's and it's beautiful. helped. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's, that's the joy I've practiced so far this week, you know? Something that I think is really important um, for us in these modern times is to reestablish our connection to nature. Oh, yeah. I'm being way behind on hiking, by the way. Yes. (laughs) When we spend time in nature, it's instantly soothing. It reminds us of what is the natural rhythms of things. Um, And I think that the modern world is so... um, out of balance and in disharmony with the earth right now. Um, we don't have a reciprocal relationship with the earth. Yeah. That we don't have reverence for the earth. Mm. And understanding that, um, you know, the health of the earth isn't is necessary for the health of mm-hmm. of us. And we see that happening with all you know the fires. Yeah, what's going on blazing, in the Amazon? Um, yeah. You know the the glaciers that yep. are melting, and of course, doing things to um, support the bigger causes are very important and necessary. But on an individual level, in your daily life, what can you do to um, reconnect to nature? Right? Yeah, and 
as I did, I, I don't know, just talking about it, like, because I've been stressed out this few weeks and it gave me like, and just thinking about that, the fact that you even mentioned about flowers, I was like, wow, you know, the simple things that it's already around us. Like we have to begin to appreciate it again. Mm -hmm. We have to, we have to get out of our mind and be like, yo, what is, what is around us that is available that will, will spark joy? You yeah, know. and flow flowers are deep. Um, there are different herbs that are made from flowers. Yeah, I know, right? And, I'm learning um, about it. I yeah. make flower essences, which uh, more capture the the spiritual, energetic qualities of flowers. Oh yeah, shameless um, plug. She also does uh, aromatherapy. She's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, flowers are really potent medicine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and this the spray you gave me it's like it's 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 amazing and taking advantage of what's available to us we we need to learn we, we need to learn to appreciate that and that's something I, and i need to work on meditation i need to go back <laughs> i need to go back to it definitely and showing gratitude of the present moment is a very good thing and no matter what level of faith you are, is like it's there's always some scripture about showing gratitude, and it seems like we tend to forget about it. We forget, tend to forget about hey, the roof over your head, what you have now, like what is this, like that daily practice. You see, it's one of those things that I say easy for you to say, but practice, practice. So, man. I enjoy this freaking conversation. Yes, <laughs> and I hope you thank did. you for for having me. It's always good to talk. <laughs> no, like, um, and obviously, use this chance to know where where to people find you. Your Instagram, obviously, your mm. website, your awesome quotes you put on those stories. <laughs> so yeah, sure. Um, my practice name is called Lumine Wellness. Um, IG is just Luminae Wellness, mm -hmm. L-U-M-I-N-A-E-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S. Um, my website is www.luminaewellness.com and my products you can find in my space are also on Etsy. So definitely, nice, yeah, yeah, you know, reach nice. out and connect. I, you know, I love receiving feedback and questions on things. I love connecting with, with people in the community. Yeah, and she has some herbs. If you like, if and also if you're here locally in the Bay Area, I highly recommend. I've even I've even referred you like few few folks, and they've said they've said amazing things about you. So like it's it's evident. I'm not I'm not going to refer someone to some something that doesn't work. <laughs> you know that's just not my style. <laughs> but the fact that you're my friend, but at the same time you're doing something amazing is like of course I have to. I have to spread the word. So. Thank you. Deep appreciation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, folks. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Thank you. Peace.